Hey everybody, this is Alex from WTTO. Just wanted to thank everybody for hanging in there during a unexpected hiatus. Um, as you may or may not know, uh, <laughs> workmen destroyed the computer that I used to record and edit uh, this program. But I have now fixed it, and we'll be back to our regular weekly scheduled garbage. So thank you. We really appreciate listeners. Um, if you had a chance to go back and listen to old episodes, that would be great too. But uh, you'll get more WDTO on a regular basis now. Thanks. Welcome to We'll Take This One, a show about advice columns and columnists by three unqualified friends from the internet. I'm Gabriella, day trader. Hmm. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. <laughs> I'm Alex, library patron. Congratulations. Um, I'm Amelia, almost reemployed. Hmm. We're mm-hmm. so excited. This is I mean, this podcasting is isn't a lucrative career. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but no one pays us money to do this. This is asynchronous listening. So it's possible that by now we're whenever you're listening to this, we might be rolling in the the podcast bucks. Um but also somebody does sponsor us. That's true. I don't know who pa- it is. They patronize us. They, they yeah. literally patronize us. It's a but very small it. amount of we money. Really I it's but I, I love any amount of money. Mm-hmm. So gotta love <laughs> money. Me. Money, money, money. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle, you're a day trader. Are you an expert in these these money fields? Have you just, uh, just gotten in, some um, quenfo? Animal crossing turnip. <laughs> Back on that? Okay, yeah, absolutely. Really? Wow. I have not. Well, it's not. It's not quite the dizzying heights it once was, but mm, the the turnip stonks. Um, <laughs> I like I like Animal Crossing. I like it in concept. I think if I was in a different place in my life, I would be able to spend a lot more time in it. I did have interest in getting the um the the you could get Sanrio stuff if you got. A pack of cards from Target, I mm-hmm. believe. Oh, you yes. could get like the little frogman. My sister was very into Sanrio stuff. There's a little frogman, there's the angry uh, penguin child. I don't know. Are they are Sanrio characters adults or children or what are they? They're just characters. <laughs> well, Hello Kitty's like <laughs> a child. Characters have ages. Hello Kitty, I think, is a child. No, I think Hello like Kitty is a little girl. Marketing. They weren't created for like TV shows or stories. They were created to be cute and on cups and handkerchiefs. So you know, <laughs> I don't know the that they have like, a backstory. Cups and handkerchiefs. <laughs> I did watch that um, that Netflix series called the the Toys That Made Us. Yes. Um, and they they have one on. Sanrio and Hello Kitty, especially, and it's, it's it is very interesting. Just the sheer number of it is like stationary is the primary driver, I believe, of those those characters. But um, I know that my dad was like required to stop at the Sanrio store um, when he was returning from like business in Japan when uh, my sister was little, and then like even as a teenager, I think you just you you get different Sanrio characters based on where you're at in life. You start off with the Hello Kitty, <laughs> mm-hmm. you. Like in your rebellious, angry phase, you go with the uh, the the penguin character whose name is that. Like the me. little goth one. This predates the goth with one. The just, I mean, penguins are by by necessary, like they're monochromatic. Um, well, some of them have the big like yellow feathers on the sides of their heads. Those are two uh, 
too flashy for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm a pirate person. Is, a more demure no, penguin. His name is Bats Maru. I'm going to share. This is a deep cut. I don't think so. I think this I is like know. one of the main. This is like the edgy. This is the edgy Sanrio character of the time. This is before the the one that has the Netflix. Oh, series. it's very nineties. Okay, yeah. It's, oh yeah. Well, it, it was. It was the nineties. We were... I thought the nineties were a myth. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, I certainly didn't experience that. <laughs> you didn't have a Sanrio phase. Oh, no. that or the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Well, God. you're you know. You're you're from the 2000s, and uh, <laughs> Amelia and I are 90s bitches. <laughs> as, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I did not have a Sanrio phase. I had, yeah. I, I definitely I either, had like a, I had a, a, a manga, phase. and we had a what? <laughs> no, you had, you had a home. You had a home. You're in your homestuck phase. No, what? You remain no. in it. You're mm. up on the news. You're posting Kickstarter updates. Yeah, because it's funny, but I'm not actually like following <laughs> oh, any of the like I original understand. content. I have to talk about an experience I had today. So, said I'm a library patron. I've been very much enjoying the public library. I haven't been inside it yet, um, because you know. But mm-hmm. I do the curbside pickup a lot, which is very nice. Um, but um, first of all, they've started knowing who it is when I call. Mm. and they say my last name wrong which is extremely common but they still know who it is and sometimes they're like oh you have three things or you have four things i'm getting blu-rays a lot um and you know watching them just once and then returning them and right that's what i'm supposed to do i don't know yeah but yes (laughs) anyway i at this time today when i went to pick up my curbside pickup the librarian who brought out the stuff to me went Hey, I just want to check. Did you just get this? And oh. I said, uh, "Yeah, but the the disc was was scratched, so then I requested it from a different library." And she just like mm. looked me up and down and went, "Okay," <laughs> and then gave me my my paper bag with Damn. Richard Linklater's Before Trilogy in it. Did you leave a note that the disc was flawed? I did. Of course, okay. I did. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Some people don't do that. Some people don't know. Some people just go absolute garbage, and then and then nothing ever gets fixed, and nothing ever gets better, and then they get mad at the library, and it's like it's not our fault. Well, I, I would of course leave a note that the disc was scratched, mm-hmm. um, but I'm dealing with a situation, a, a related <laughs> library situation, in which I requested I requested another a Blu-ray, and they gave me the DVD instead, and I don't know how to request it. Because I don't know if they're just picking the wrong one off the shelf or what. Mm-hmm. So I have to write an email to the librarian. You know, like, Damn. I tried I tried to borrow Hidden Fortress and you gave me the DVD <laughs> and I need the Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just, that's a bridge so far. It really... Yeah. <laughs> Could you not just watch the DVD? Or is that... I, I, is that beneath no. you? <laughs> okay. Okay. If I know the thing is available, it's one of those things where I think that the, the DVD and the Blu-ray came in the same package and then they split them up so they could lend them out separately. Hmm. And they just are giving me the wrong one from the shelf. I, I mean, know. but they have different barcodes. Like, it shouldn't trip the thing. I don't know. It's software they, they use. But this is like something it, I'd have to ask a librarian. Or a, a library assistant. Uh, not everyone who works at the library is a librarian. 
This is true. I mm-hmm. used to work in a library. I think, it, but uh, <laughs> my my mom is a librarian in the same um, like lending system, uh, same consortium mm-hmm. as the library in my town. So maybe I could have her ask her friends yeah. in my town and, and make you it. You can't happen. go to your mom. <laughs> I can always go to my mom. She I'm, has I'm information. A, I'm a grown man. She has library information that could be of mm-hmm. use here because that shouldn't work. Like it should just not show up as like whatever. It shouldn't work. It, that that shouldn't be how it works. Someone made a mistake and they're trying. They're elaborately covering it up. And I'm sorry you didn't get your Blu-ray. It's okay. I will get it someday. And that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And eventually I will get all the Blu-rays from the library. And then I won't need to get Blu-rays from the library anymore. <laughs> and I'll just get books like a normal person. Maybe so. That won't make you normal. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. WTTO is not an advice show. It is a show about advice. If you email us asking for advice, we will forward it to one of a thousand podcasts that do that. Also, don't email us advice. We are already perfect. We're sublime. We're a turkey dinner. We're the time of the derby winner. You're a toy balloon that's faded soon to pop. But if, baby, you're the bottom, we're the top. Podcast. <laughs> so you can see why he had to get through that, Gabriella. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I'm Have I, has anyone watched the Kevin, the Kevin Klein biopic, the Delovely? Not oh. not a biopic of Kevin Klein, but but of, of Cole Porter. Cole Porter, no, I have not. It's it's one of those things that it it got good reviews, but it's like it it's a movie that doesn't exist. Like no. I don't know anyone who's talked about it. No, I got I confused like with Porter. the Kevin Spacey, Bobby Darren biopic, which is yeah, no mm. good. Mm-mm. No good. Because... Um, yeah, let's so let's talk about you know, new advice, Gabriella. Gone. You were so excited. <laughs> so Please excited. tell us. Uh, we got a new one for you guys. It's called Love Letters, and it's hosted on Boston.com. And I went to go see what Boston.com looks like, and it looks bad. <laughs> wow. So don't. Just like the city. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Mm. Go Yankees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, not going to go that far. Mm, you should. Okay. So this one is. Boo Yankees. No. <laughs> let's let's stay on it. That we we delayed her for so long, we can't delay her any longer. Let's let's All get right, into so, it. So, our age gap bothers my friend, dear Meredith. The host is named Meredith. That's all I know. Um, <laughs> I've been dating this guy for over a year and a half now, and we couldn't be any happier. We're a perfect match, and I'm head over heels in love with him. The only problem is that we have an age gap. One of my best friends always makes it a problem. I'm a year older than my boyfriend. I'm 18. Which was, <laughs> which was something we were both aware of when we decided to get together. Mm-hmm. To us, age doesn't matter because we love each other so much and treat the other right. Of course, I was super excited to show off my new boyfriend to all my friends. And I thought they'd all be supportive. All of my friends knew about the age gap, <laughs> but agreed that it shouldn't necessarily stop us. However, one of my best friends seemed to get really upset by the news and told us how wrong it was. 
It started to get a bit overwhelming, so my boyfriend and I ended up keeping low contact with my friend until we all had calmed down. It took some time, but eventually we all sat down for a talk, and he apologized for his actions toward us. I'm happy for how every how everything turned out despite the rough start, but I can tell my best friend still feels unsettled by how we act toward each other, based on comments he occasionally makes. I'm also worried my family and others will oh have God. the same reaction as my best friend, which will not only make me feel bad, but my boyfriend as well. I just want to happily be with my boyfriend and not have to worry about my best friend or family trying to shame oh us. God. What do I do? From Gap Year Lover. Oh, God. <laughs> this this <Lover>. poor child. <laughs> Get off Tumblr. Babe. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is very it's very endearing. Gabrielle, you said you said that they'd been dating for a year and a half. It is in fact over half a year. Over <laughs> half so a this year. Is, this is six, <laughs> it's seven six months. months and and a right. week, I would say. <laughs> it's, it's we so couldn't silly. be any happier seeing t- t- texting a lot and seeing each other on the weekend. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh boy. I like that they were both aware of the age gap going in, which, like, you would be because right. you're, he's I'm a, a year under and you in your high school. Like, <laughs> right. Oh my right. god! I'm, I'm a senior and he's a junior. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so I think it's... I think like baseline, the the best friend is in love with her, right? Like that's yeah. what's happening. I mean, yeah. The, yeah, just to establish that as a fact that we know. all know. I think, I mean, I see it more in, like, fandom spaces, but there's definitely a group of people who are too online and have, like, very strange opinions about relationships, which I'm honestly surprised carried over into a real-life interaction with two high school students. But I don't know. It is It is very weird. I think that the, this is, this well, this is Boston.com. This person strikes the letter writer strikes me as intensely Canadian for their their, <laughs> their level of gullibility and concern <laughs> that anyone's complaint must be valid and it must be shared by many others. Yeah. Like that the other thing is, especially since the the like, you know, if we worry about about family and, and their perspective, the fact that the guy is the younger one. I think makes it like the if I'm really going to throw a bone, the like the place where an age gap can sometimes be weird in this era, though, it's like this area where it's only one year is if it's like college and someone's still in high school. That is such like a strong divide of someone who has graduated high school dating someone who has not graduated high school that unless they were already dating before, I think can get a little weird there's not really anything like officially wrong with it but it's it can be odd when you're like you know picking up someone from high school when you were no longer in high school even if you were previously both in high school together yeah but in this case like a senior and a junior that's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine it's so thoroughly fine that i just can't figure out like what the actual problem is unless it's 
you know it's the friends it's yeah yeah it's, it's, it's the friend for sure i'm also i'm also weirded out that uh i'm worried my family and others will have the same reaction as my best friend has the letter writer not introduced their boyfriend to their family <laughs> six months in no I because it's their children and it's a fake relationship yeah. <laughs> right but like <laughs> your children but like Teen, like what it, where do they go on the weekends what do they do who are they texting all the time who the are you like it's... parking lot Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we went to steak and shake mm. um until we got kicked out um it's part of the experience but that, i just i find that curious uh just because i assume the letter writer lives at home and it's it's especially now it's hard to keep these things from your from your family oh, that's true yeah, they're, they're they're meeting up in the parking lot, the well lit parking lot of the twenty four hour mire. They're riding the uh, the one cent um, robotic, uh, yes. really robotic, you know, oh, mechanical uh, the mechanical rides. They're going to uh, stake. Uh, they're walking across the parking lot to stake and shake. No, 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 ruckus, no. Moving if tables. You're, if you're at the mire and you're riding the mechanical horse thing, which is usually free in my experience. Uh, then you can just go, they, they usually have an ice cream vending machine, like right in the lobby there. And you get a good mm-hmm. humor, uh, cheesecake bar and you eat that or the eclair either is acceptable. And you eat that <laughs> while your friend rides the horse and then you switch. How Midwestern a- can this program continue to be? <laughs> I'm just is it saying tenable? this is literally a thing that I have done. Like one of my friends oh, no, like, came sure. from out of town to visit. And then I was like, oh, no, we do not have anything to do in my town. So we went to Meyer. I definitely lived that. Mm-hmm. that. That reflects my lived experience. I, I want to I hear the contents of the talk that they all sat down and had mm-hmm. about. the. It's, it's one friend. It's what it's one friend, and the fear is that it will extend to other people. But there's no reason to believe it would extend to anyone else. Well, no, it's because just such a an odd thing. I mean, I don't think it's like a grounded belief, but the way that they set up the letter implies like they thought that there was an age gap. <laughs> you know? There, in fact, is not. Like I don't like you can't call a year an age gap. Like I just I think that's absurd. Like. What's less than one? <laughs> I, I love the sentence. All of my friends knew about the age gap, but agreed right. it shouldn't necessarily stop mm-hmm. us. Like they all sat down in their it's in their open round table and were like, you know, we've all thought about it, and we no, decided I, that it's okay. I promise you, this group of high school friends has a group chat that they call Meme Team, and they think they're so <laughs> clever for it. <laughs> Like I, I at some point in reading this letter, I thought maybe this was an online relationship, like that that would make more sense to me because they would all be like extremely Tumblr poisoned. But it does say we sat down for a talk, which does imply these are people that you see in real life. So I think they're just they're too online and and it's just it has ruined their brains. They're they need to get off the meme team. So, they need to relinquish so the their positions. Writer. The letter writer says that this friend, who is, uh, we we don't know the orientation of the friend. We know that the friend is male. We know that it's one of the letter writer's best friends. And then we know um, later on, the letter writer says, my best friend. Mm-hmm. So this has been elevated. But there, there definitely seems to be some, like, you know, 
bad teen sitcom slash rom-com situation going on here where the friend was grasping at straws for something to object to in this relationship and they found a not very good excuse but yet the letter writer is the most gullible person (laughs) this i feel like this this teen is going to get to college and just be ruined They're gonna. There's gonna be so, be many, so more many more problems. Things. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna date way worse dudes. I promise. This is just ruining the letter writer for all their further uh, relationship problems. Because as soon as someone says anything about any of their boyfriends, they'll just be like, "Oh no, oh no," and it's just gonna. We're all gonna have to sit down for a talk about my boyfriend and his he wore brown shoes with a navy suit and is that the right thing to do i think it is but i'm not sure is should that necessarily stop us from dating and it's it's a mess she's a mess where does this fit on the obama tan suit spectrum (laughs) (laughs) the tan suit was bad We, we can all agree i mean the answer is reasonable I don't understand why this was so fraught. I know that one year seems like 12 very long months when you're young. When you were 16 and 17, that gap must might have seemed huge. But it seems like there was more at play for your friend. <laughs> Maybe it helped for him to see the path of the relationship and to watch you both grow with it. Regardless, he's supportive now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yes. the thing. That, that's what we didn't, like, maybe, but he apologize happy everything turned out so that's another aspect i think we didn't get to is like what's the problem (laughs) (laughs) the one person who weirdly objected is is okay now their ages haven't changed i mean they're they're all getting one day older at a time as are we all but like (laughs) the age gap is pretty static that's the thing about age gaps they're always going to be the same between two people so Did you have a disagreement? At some point, well, they will be no, the same I mean, age. No, it's all probably. about. I don't think it's about like the number in particular, but about right. like the power differential. So yeah, right. like a twenty-one-year-old and an eighteen-year-old is like okay, whatever. But like, mm. but once you hit like your sixties, <laughs> like absolutely, you know what? Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Like all all the uh, all the the step grandmas that we encounter in our questions. Yeah. So right. I feel like the the friend is just like now sitting around like trying to. He's got like one of the, he's got like a murder board. There's like yarn, and he's trying to connect. <laughs> like he's trying to come up with something else to dislike about the boyfriend. There's going to be something. He's gonna find it, and I feel like he's just lying low until he comes up with a new thing. Well, and and we hope for the best. But the thing is, this relationship will will slash should end when you go to college, letter mm-hmm. writer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- your head over heels, that's the way it's good. And you've been dating for, no, you've been dating for six months and oh, you're head over months. heels? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, a, what, a, what a notable thing for an 18 and 17-year-old to feel. Oh. Uh, I know, I feel, I feel uh, very crotchety responding to this question but it's just these <laughs> these crazy kids will figure it out and they will barely remember the name of each this other this is what happens when you shut down years. yahoo questions <laughs> people have to go to loveletters.boston.com i mean it's better better than asking tumblr because they would tell you that it was mm, yeah problematic af and then let's they talk tell about it's incestuous to date someone with your oh. same birthday what <laughs> sorry 
to something that I don't know? No. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about our second question. Okay. Okay. So the second question is from uh, Art in America. It has a, an advice column, apparently. Um, it's called Hard Truths. It says it's by Chen and Lampert, and I can't really find any further information about these people. It does seem to be two people, Chen and Lampert. That's all I have, because it does say we in the response. Okay. Um, The question is titled, Bad Taste Brother. (laughs) (laughs) He's the guy. Wait, is this? We already did this question. It was about slapping the hand when they were... (laughs) Bad Taste Brother sounds like a does sound like a really low rate uh, lifetime movie. Okay, (laughs) killer Bad Taste Brother. Okay, Bad Taste Brother meets Bad Food Restaurant. (laughs) What happens next? We'll shock you. Uh, Doctors hate this Bad Taste Brother. Okay, okay. I work in. Okay, I work in finance, and my wife is a lawyer. We collect art because it brings us pleasure. My brother is a tech entrepreneur with very deep pockets, thanks to his portfolio of crypto investments. On a Zoom call last week, he told us that he's one of the people driving the NFT boom. He talks as if he is a Medici underwriting a historically important new art movement. It's either delusional or a convoluted PR stunt for a crypto scheme that I don't fully understand. He lacks genuine taste. He said he has an advisor, in quote marks, but we're convinced that it's his friend from Burning Man. (laughs) Why not both? (laughs) The pieces he showed us were beyond bad and shockingly expensive. Now he's insisting that I have to collect the same artists. He's my little brother, so I don't want to hurt his feelings. How do I tell him politely that his art is shallow and a bad investment? That's not the point. (laughs) It's not the point. It's not even. uh, We're not. We don't need to. I don't think like we need to. We don't need to get into NFTs in terms of like, what does it mean or whatever. We generally understand. It doesn't matter. It's a scam. It's it's a. No, no. It is a commodity. I'm not explaining it. I'm not explaining it. I'm just saying it is not. An artist does not necessarily create an NFT. Whoever sure. is selling the NFT creates the NFT. Sure. So it's it's like it, it's saying the the idea of it being ugly is like is a, a pork belly is ugly, but they still sell them, right? Like <laughs> it, the like point is not that it's attractive. Like, I mean, an yeah, NFT is an just NFT. like a certain amount of like irreversible climate change as a useless non fungible token. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, you, can, you can't explain it. You can't explain it. Mm, you can I do understand it, but I will refrain. Yeah, uh, I don't know. People have tried to explain the blockchain to me before in real life, and I just go ah in their faces until they stop talking. So, but you can get you can get an NFT of art, but an NFT is not art. Right. That's what uh, would be the ultimate the simplifier thing. Right. Um, it is. The the brother, the, everyone in this sounds terrible, but the, the brother yes. might be convincing himself that it's an uh, art exploration thing. But if he has a crypto portfolio, <laughs> ugh, then he understands Bad that he is partner. just right. <laughs> He's just adding additional crypto units to his crypto portfolio. It's not. It's not about art. 
It's also like the Medici's were not great appreciators of art. They simply wanted more pictures of themselves than the other people had pictures of themselves. Hell yeah. Like that's art, baby. They did torture um Machiavelli into writing a very interesting piece of literature. <laughs> it reads like it was written under uh torture. So Well he was yeah. <laughs> do you do you I'm have also more not going to flex the Oh my god, I had to study too much <laughs> political philosophy to get my degree. Um, and I'll just say that uh, Machiavelli, before he was in prison, would likely not have written what he wrote. It is very funny yeah. to me, this is a complete sidebar, that Gabriella and I have the same degree from different schools, but it just <laughs> like a complete, like, it... it has, it came together for no reason and has no relation to what we talk about here. But it just happens that we both are, are like. Don't you know that everything people. is political, Alex? Oh God! Everything, everything is political. Everything is crypto, whatever. So yes. you collect art because it brings you pleasure. Great, you know that makes you distinct from most people who would describe themselves as art collectors. Mm-hmm. Who also just treat it as a weird object, like the the situation where people have an extremely valuable piece of art and it's too valuable to display, so they hire someone to make a reproduction of it, mm-hmm. which they then display and they keep the real one in a storage unit. Yeah, like, it's a it's that a fake it's, art is already like that. Art is just money laundering. Yeah, it's just money it laundering. It's smaller is. than than real estate, like physically smaller. A painting is smaller than a penthouse apartment. So it's just it's just easier. You can buy lots of paintings and put them in your penthouse apartment, which is also money laundering. So <laughs> like you work in finance, your wife is a lawyer, you collect art because it brings you pleasure because you're at a lack of of money available to give you each other like pleasure, right? Like you can't just <laughs> do whatever you want in most times. Mm-hmm. You you like I don't know what kind of lawyer your wife is, but you work in a worthless uh career so and you make tons of money i'm sure and you collect art i have paintings i wouldn't say i'm an art collector but like my uh great 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 grandfather was like a a, like relative big deal painter and i have like i have one of his paintings and i have some like etchings that he did and they're like nice to look at. It's got nice sheep on it. I like looking at it. it makes me <laughs> happy sheep. to look yep. at the sheep. Mm-hmm. And then like I have a painting that bought at a charity auction, like a chili cook-off. Like <laughs> art is nice. It's nice to have art in your house. I think once you become an art collector, you're regarding it as an object of value and not an object of appreciation. If you really loved it, you wouldn't collect it. You would just If you really loved it. it, you would buy ugly resin pyramids. <laughs> Save them from landfill in your big mansion. You are constantly making references that I don't understand, and I guess that's why they feel about us as well as people who are older than you. But I don't know. I mean, people make ugly resin art that will never biodegrade, like a lovely oil painting would. That's true. Something very interesting about the answer. I'm just skipping right to this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. The 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 answerer says the the two answerers, and they've come. I guess they've come to this decision as a pair. Accumulating astronomical wealth does not automatically turn someone into an asshole. 
Untrue. Mm. <laughs> Untrue. <laughs> False. I'm going to give that five Pinocchios. <laughs> Thumbs down. Yeah, you can't, you simply cannot accumulate astronomical wealth without being, well, I guess it's, uh, it doesn't turn you into an asshole because you already were an asshole. So. Right. My the, one the example of- used to be J.K. Rowling. And then she went, <laughs> she went for oh, no. Because oh, well, I was like, oh yeah, you know, she became a billionaire through like book sales. That's like literally one of the least harmful methods of like what wells extraction and then she went and like shot that so sure does <laughs> maybe it is corrupting <laughs> ultimately i mean well, i just i just read the book keeping. about the sacklers so it's a it's oh, a God, rough world yeah. yeah keeping astronomical wealth mm-hmm. it makes you an asshole like you can't you know we talked about Mackenzie scott or whatever like you she didn't she wasn't an asshole by getting tons of money because she got tons of money by divorcing a horrible person. So it's yeah. like, what are we going to call about that? But the whole idea of like, well, this is a better kind of money laundering than the kind of money laundering my brother wants to do. It might be more predictable. It might be more like established, but it's still just money laundering. And fuck off. Like, whatever. You'd... There's no reason why this person could not be doing NFTs and also having, like, I don't know, one of those super expensive uh, posters, like a a Milton Glaser poster hanging up at his, like, shitty all-white apartment. (laughs) I don't know. This is Burning Man people. The other thing is, like, is it all rich people at Burning Man? It is now, but it didn't Um... used to be. I actually, I ended up at at an art museum once while they were doing, like, a Burning Man, like, the Art of Burning Man show. Uh, And some of it used to be interesting. There used to be interesting weirdos at Burning Man, but then it it became too openly libertarian, so it, you know, attracted that kind of person. Was yeah. the Zappos guy? He was into Burning Man, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Elizabeth Holmes, our our, oh, our, no. our, our deep voice Theranos. Didn't didn't she didn't she meet her husband at Burning Man? Is that, is that <sighs> something that I'm misremembering? Yeah, she's married. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth. Do you think she talks Holmes. like that at home? No, I don't. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Holmes, Burning Man. Uh, is Theranos burned? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, what famous assholes are going to Burning Man 2019? <laughs> we got Did Steve Mnuchin. We got... <laughs> I don't know. Um, They're not doing Burning Man this year. We know that Elizabeth Holmes attended Burning Man in 2018. Yikes. Oh, so the full headline was as Theranos burned, Elizabeth Holmes is partying at Burning Man. Oh, okay. That's that it got there. It was a long walk, but it got there. <sighs> you know what? You, your friend from Burning Man can be your crypto advisor because it's mm-hmm. all just like weird gambling that's happening. It's all ruining the environment and it's it's garbage that is too online for us. I don't like it. But you you Collecting the idea of collecting the same artists is silly because they're all just like units of value and it doesn't matter what your it doesn't matter what your NFT is of. It doesn't matter who made your NFT. Did you no, hear about buy the it fake now Banksy? before you sell it. <laughs> Are Aren't there... all Banksy's fake? Okay. Yeah. Well, in a way. I mean, but NFTs are like spectacularly fake and they almost led to the destruction of a Basquiat and also like 
extremely environmentally bad, worse than resin pyramid art, I would say. <laughs> Maybe not worse than the resin ashtrays, but... Man, you are down on resin. This is an anti-resin podcast now. I had no well, just, idea. Okay, so the ashtrays in particular um, are just, like, exceptionally bad. They are, like, the most worthless object because resin is not heat safe. So yeah. if you are putting out cigarettes on a resin ashtray, you are releasing, like, toxic plastic fumes into the air. You know, they're not useful. Well, so, I love so, that So me. is your cigarette. I'm not trying to <laughs> yeah. be, like... No, I'm but, not trying to be, like, Mr. Cool Guy about that, but it's true. Mr. I mean, cool you don't guy. want, like, extra Mr. Cool poison. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you don't you want do want to Does it get me high? Is, like, <laughs> this This is an important question. plastic fumes? Yeah. This is, this is the question that I'm asking. I forget about this, uh, how do I tell my little brother that his art is shallow and a bad investment, and I'm moving right on to, do resin fumes get me high? <laughs> I mean, I know if I, you're like making resin without, again, I've watched too many TikToks without uh, proper breathing protection, <laughs> you can get lung damage, so. Okay. But again, I get lung damage from smoking. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. <laughs> so, like, this is all academic for me. Really a straight edge. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking a beer, but, you know. I, I love I, I love that the, so another thing from the answer, um, maybe your brother simply enjoys a druggy digital art gallery <laughs> replete with racist signifiers, cosplay upskirts, easy punchlines, and overwhelmingly cynical depictions of a tear-flooded world on the brink of collapse. These Yikes. may bring him comfort. <laughs> so the, the thing is that uh, this is a... a poor signifier to suggest that it matters what an nft is of or what type of artists are making nfts because it's just it's not this is the whole thing it's like without explaining it it's just not the thing is not the thing it's a different thing i'm angry at the existence of these people it makes it (laughs) difficult for me to to perceive their their problem in space the letter writer is resolute to say it's not should i tell my brother, that his art is shallow and a bad investment. Because you're going to tell him politely, or you're going to tell him impolitely, but it doesn't really matter. All of you people are going to keep living your terrible lives. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Congratulations. To take it back like down to earth, it's not unusual to have like an idiot brother who tries to get you involved in his harebrained sure, financial if, schemes. And if, Paul <laughs> Rudd, if Paul Rudd taught us anything, we have an idiot brother. Isn't That was a movie? Yes. I think yes. I saw that in theaters. That was one of those movies when, during the period, my famed period of seeing every movie in theaters. <laughs> that was a movie that existed in theaters. 2011. Mm-hmm. What a time. <laughs> Paul Rudd had a beard in that movie. Oh, I don't like beard. that. No, thank you. I think he's cute when he's like scruffy, but yeah, not not bearded. No, thank you. He looks like uh, Dove Charney in this. Uh... Oh no! Why would you do that to Paul Rudd? Yeah, I don't like him with longer hair. I mean, he can do what he wants with his body. No, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he cannot. There, I pasted a picture of Dove Charney. <laughs> he does look like Dove Paul Charney. Rudd. Oh, I don't like that at all. No. No. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm leaving. I'm leaving that tab. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy the the picture that I looked up where it shows. Um, it's from Clever Movies, which I guess is like something that was doing an interview with him on set, um, a YouTube channel possibly. Mm. And it's just labeled Paul Rudd, our idiot brother, <laughs> and it makes it look like it's Paul Rudd's siblings <laughs> interviewing him. <laughs> referring I'm looking to this up, if he has I love this so much. <laughs> he looks so like peaceful and placid. <laughs> just the rudest caption. They're okay. the the you know they're the clever movies, and this is our idiot brother <laughs> Paul. So rude. Uh, there's there's Peter and Mary Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Paul. Yes. Paul, our idiot brother. Oh, they have God. a band. Good. It's folk music. Do you like? You yeah. like <laughs> Do I like folk music? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're the acoustic guitar one. I'm the electric piano one, and Amelia is the electric guitar one, and that that's what <laughs> makes up this uh, this community. This yeah. this group of friends. It's our twentieth episode. Oh we didn't God. even say that at the beginning. Wow. Twenty episodes of this whatever this is getting getting angry at rich people laughing yeah. at teenagers you know what else do we need i sang on this one for some reason that's we fun. have had musical episodes before though you all brought out your tambourines oh yeah and didn't let me get my train whistle <laughs> i have a train whistle now i got a train whistle for my child because they like trains oh, they don't know how to use it so they 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 aren't capable of making the mouth shapes. So they uh, wield it and run up to to me or uh, my wife or my mother in law and put it up to our lips very dramatically. <laughs> yeah, same effect. That's how yeah. it works. Gets that's the how they can the sound comes the sound. out of it. Yeah. Right, they're delegating. That's yeah. that's what like an NFT is, right? That's like <laughs> an NFT is like running up to your mother in law with a train whistle and having her make the noise, but you can't make the noise yourself. <laughs> I like that you said running up to your mother-in-law. Like, I'm going to run up to my husband's mom with a train whistle. Oh, your grandmother. <laughs> oh, that is true. That is true. It is my child's grandmother. Yeah. yeah the family dynamics. What are you going to do? The little infant is not engaged, like a little Hopsburg or something. <laughs> arranged, arranged marriage to have in-laws at, at 18 months. You know what? Somebody well, has to make the train whistle blessed. work. Somebody has to make the train whistle on time. <laughs> baby, baby Mussolini needs to toot the train whistle. Make make the train whistles whistle on time. There you go. Hey, usually, toy lamppost comes next. Oh no. <laughs> oh, good night. 